0: Hello, the message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house, Canada. We pray that as you listen, God's light will flood your heart and transform you forever. Amen.
1: Let somebody shout hallelujah. Happy Easter you. Why don't you walk? just greet someone to so social distancing greeting. I just say happy Easter to you. God bless you. Jesus is risen. Tell someone Jesus is risen. Why? For your sake. Jesus is risen because of me, for my sake. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. Amen. 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 You know, so we are going to be talking about the resurrection power very briefly, very, very briefly today. And, you know, we've, I think we've even covered a lot of it from, you know, the ministration before the Holy Communion. Resurrection power, you know. But before we go into that, a lot of us hear that... How many of us believe that Jesus has risen? How many of us? You believe Jesus is risen? How? How do you know? If somebody came to ask you today, how do you know Jesus is risen? Eh? Have you gone to the grave? Eh? Who said there's evidence? Pastor P. Eh, okay. Let's go on. So, what kind of evidence? Eh? So, okay, but some people can just come and claim they saw it now, right? So what else? Yes. 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 God bless you. Thank God bless you guys. You are leading me. It's because you've been doing tribe in GFH. God, because... God, <laughs> expo. How do we know? How many? How many of us you know Thomas in the Bible? What's the story of Thomas? But why do you people even name their children Thomas? <laughs> God forgive me. <laughs> I don't say like, <laughs> hey, But well that was one thing was a very, they've known him with that name, Thomas. Doubting Thomas. I of mean, <laughs> okay, because they're disciples, they don't know the full story. <laughs> anyway, um, so let's go so my question, do you, know, how many of us know that, Simon, that was a doubter, actually gave his life for this gospel? So one of the ways we know is, these guys, stood with that testimony, Until death. You know, if you lie about something, by the time they beat you a little, you can still try and move on, move on, move on, move on. But when it comes to death, you say, my brother, I didn't really, I'm not sure. But there are accounts of the things that happened after the resurrection. There are accounts of the lives that were changed. There are people that gave their lives, that became believers. There are the seven churches in Turkey. Different things, a lot of things happened. A lot of things happen. We have so many facts. You know, I was discussing with someone the other day, you know, and I asked her, do you believe in Jesus? He said, well, um, I don't really, like, I hear people say Jesus. And I said, are you familiar with history? She says, yes. I said, so what does BC mean? She said, before Christ. I said, what does, who is Christ? She said, Jesus. I said, okay, what does AD mean? After death. After death of who? Jesus. I said, so do you not believe Jesus existed? She said, well, based on the, if, if historians can actually use him as a debt system, then he existed. Can you imagine how powerful that is? Historians are not believers. How can they use one man? That means that guy shook the earth. That means it caused chaos. I mean good chaos while he was on earth. He shook the foundations of earth. That's why the whole dating system of the world is based on one man. It was around. Eh, they will soon change it. <laughs> they won't change it. Though. They should leave it at that. Ah, Jesus is alive. You know, I want to take you quickly on how many of us know how the disciples died? I'll quickly go through that. Then we'll move in. You know, say a few things. We'll pray and we'll move on. How many of us know how the disciples died? Let me start. I'll give, give you a quick run through. Bartholomew. He preached in several countries, including India. He was skinned alive and beheaded. Bartholomew. He was skinned alive for his testimony and beheaded. James the Less. They call him James the Less because it's not the other James. It's not James the brother of John. Well, I don't know why this theologians, these people are looking for trouble. How can I call a human being the less? Anyways, because of where I got the thing from. So James, the other James, he was stoned and clubbed to death. They said he was believed to have preached in Damascus and was the first bishop of Jerusalem where he angered the Jews who stoned him to death. And he was finished off by someone who bashed his head. So when they stoned him, they did not really die. So someone bashed his head. You know what stoning death is? I mean, that was very gruesome. Andrew. <laughs> so Andrew converted the governor's family of, Macedonia, uh, of Greece. Yes, I think he was. So they said Andrew preached in several places, including Georgia, Istanbul, Macedonia, and Greece, where he angered the governor of Patros for converting his wife, family. He converted the family of the governor. And the governor got him crucified, tied upside down, in an X-shape. Peter, and they said while he wasn't even tied upside down, he was still preaching. Before he finally gave up, he preached for two days, before he gave up the ghost. How many of us know how Peter died? Upside down, he says, who am I to die like my savior? Don't crucify me standing, crucify me upside down. That's how Peter died. Thomas... I mean, do you know that Thomas' death was one of the most horrific? He was impaled by a spear. Do you know what that means? Do you know what it means to be impaled? Ah, you go and Google it. You know what it is? He was impaled by a spear. James the Great, It <laughs> was beheaded. We know James' only is in the Bible, he's in the scriptures. You know, he said that he was beheaded. You know, that was John's brother. It was error that had him beheaded. Philip. You know Philip. He was thrown into prison and he was scorched and finally crucified. Matthew, the tax collector. They say, (laughs) this was death. I don't understand it. One of the accounts says that he was nailed to a bed. His body was covered in with paper, brimstones, oil and asphalt and brushwood and it was set on fire. Gruesome death. These are guys that lived... And these are guys that lived with Jesus, that knew Jesus. And they went about the world preaching that this guy is risen. And they were doing miracles. That's, the, that's what made the gospel move so fast. Because God backed them up in signs and wonders. So yes, you say you don't want to listen to them. But they are healing a crippled person. So people are like, <laughs> these people are different. And their lifestyle, the fruits of the spirit in them, made people know that these ones are not demonic power. They are not using demonic power. There is actually something different about these ones. The love that they are, the way they carry themselves. They took the world. So who did we just finish with? Matthew. Jude. One of the accounts says that he was crucified. Another one says he was clubbed to death. Both of them horrible. Simon the Zealot. Simon the Zealot, you know, was one of those that believed, wanted Jesus to actually come and take over, get rid of the Romans. Like, you know Zealots. Zealots are like freedom fighters. You said? Yes, militiamen. I, I don't know, I, I mean, I need to, I want, I want to do some more study on, on Simon and understand his life. How he felt, being with Jesus that was so powerful, and Israel was still under bondage. The Jews were still under bondage. Do you understand that? From a zealot perspective, he must have been upset. You understand what I'm saying? But I mean, himself, for the account, they said he was crucified in Samaria. Crucified. Then John the Beloved, that so for John the beloved you know a lot of theologians they write a lot on John but let's just stick to the we know that he did not die by all this trouble Ah, God Jesus it's good to be God's favorite do you know that the accounts of historians and theologians that they killed John in boiling hot oil he didn't die nothing happened to him they now exiled him to the island of Patmos that's where he wrote the book of revelations so they said he died in natural death. When every time I read the story of John, I say Jesus, now huh? So no matter what Jesus tried to do, like John was just—he really loved John. And guess the funny thing, John knew. If you go to the book of John, he will say, "The one, I, the one that the Father." So it's how you treat yourself. The disciples were jealous of John. Me, I am like that. I'm like that. Jesus loves me specially. Uh, like you be there, I'm saying, "Jesus loves pastor. He'd be praying for me more." Jesus loves you. you take. It's how you take him. It's how you take him. John, John basked in the fact that he said the one Jesus loved, the beloved. The icon is John the beloved. Oh God, the beloved. Ah, what's your name? Are you fair? <laughs> John the beloved. Oh God, the beloved. It even sounds nice. Some people's name will not sound too nice. your name is three syllables. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, but so this tells us that this guy saw something. They went around the world and they preached it. They're like, wait, 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 this, this guy did miracles. You crucified him, you thought he had won the battle. He rose again. We saw him with our eyes. He gave us the great commission. That is what we are doing now. You know, there's an account of when... Um, um, See, it was Peter and John when they were before the, the Pharisees, you know, and the, the council. They said when those guys spoke, that those guys were amazed. They said, That is not fishermen, they are not educated. How are they able to speak with so much fluency? That's what Jesus does in their life. And that's why the scripture says that don't be afraid when they take you before the judges and all that, I will give you the words to speak. You know, I actually watched the movie of that scenario when they were with the council. The Bible said the Holy Spirit came upon them. So, in that movie, it was visual. So, I want to encourage you sometimes. Go, you know, when you see all these movies on Netflix about scriptures, just watch it. Yes, it may not be a total depiction, but it will open your mind to see, just to have an idea of things that happen. So, when, does, when Peter and Joseph started talking, there was a wind that came over them and they just started. I said, Wow, okay, so this is what it means. This is why those guys were normal guys, but the things they did in the world was unbelievable. And that's why we are all sitting here today. And Jesus is still sending us. There's still more work to be done. It's not finished. You know, there's something that happened with the disciples. God backed them with power. God backed them up with power. And I've seen that as believers a lot of times, we are so occupied with our own lives, with the mess in our own lives, that we don't seem to have time for the things of God. So it seems like what God is trying to do, I mean, in my opinion, in this season, is to raise men up. Have you noticed? God is raising men up. God is raising men up. God will raise you up, establish you so that you don't need to worry about the struggles of the world so they can use you. God will raise you, heal you, clean your life. Are you ready to be used of God? I pray God will help us in the name of Jesus. You know, a lot of times we talk about resurrection of power. You don't know. Yes, we know Jesus raised up. I mean rose up. He was raised up by the Spirit of God. But you know, there were some things that happened. In fact, there's one of them I want to talk about. That as believers, we don't know. Like we always keep it for some reason. And I think it was just in the account of Matthew that it happened. How many of us know what happened when Jesus rose up? What, what was one thing that happened like upon the resurrection? There was something else that happened that was significant in the scriptures. How many of us know? Eh? About dead people. Oh, yes. A, dead pe- a lot of dead people came up. And you know that was fulfillment of prophecy. Let's open our Bibles quickly. I want just open to Understand the resurrection power. I mean, that power that not only raised up Jesus, but opened the grave and brought other people out. The Bible says in the book of Exodus 37, verse 12. Let's read that quickly. And can you quickly... Do you have a mic there? Exodus 37, verse 12. This is prophecy unto Ezekiel. Yes. Ah. CMM. Hmm. Exodus 37:12. Okay. I'll read Hosea 13, verse 14. You open, have you opened it? Okay, yes. thanks. Go on. Exodus
0: 6, 37, 12. NLT. 12.
1: Yes. Sorry,
0: a... Okay. Yeah. He decorated it with a... Are you sure it's the right one?
1: 37. Yes, verse 12. No. Actually, Ezekiel, I'm so sorry. Ezekiel thirty-seven twelve. Sorry about that. Ezekiel 37, 12. Sorry about that. Yes, it's on the screen now.
0: Therefore, prophesy to them and say... This is what the Sovereign Lord says. O my people, I will open your graves of exile and cause you to rise again. Then I will bring you back to the land of Israel.
1: Okay. Let's open our Bible to the book of Hosea, chapter 13 verse 14. Yes, it's on the screen.
0: I will ransom them from the power of the grave. I will redeem them from death. O death, (laughs) I will be Uh, thy plagues. O grave, I will be thy destruction. Repentance shall be hid from mine eyes.
1: Matthew chapter 27, 50 to 54. Matthew 37, 50 to 54. Please help me read that.
0: Jesus passionately cried out, took his last breath and gave up his spirit. At that moment, the veil in the Holy of Holies was turned in two from the top to the bottom. The earth shook violently. Rocks were split apart. And graves were opened. Then, many of the holy ones who had died were brought back to life and came out of their graves. And after Jesus' resurrection, they were plainly seen by many people walking in Jerusalem.
1: Dead people walking on the streets. Now, Continue. Yeah.
0: Now, when the Roman military officer and his soldiers witnessed what was happening and felt the powerful earthquake, they were extremely terrified. They said, There, there is, is no, no doubt. doubt this, this man, man was the, was son, the son of, of God.
1: God. There is no doubt. <laughs> In fact, I've heard people say concerning you, There is no doubt this man, this woman is a child of God. Yeah. The resurrection power now I have a question too what, what power like, so if, if I ask you a question let me just try and put it in plain English how did Jesus rise up what power did that you said God bless you eh the Holy Spirit How do you think it's a trick question the Holy Spirit resurrection power is the Holy Spirit it's the Holy Spirit that carries the power now let's look at the promise of the resurrection power that is enough. Because a lot of people struggle with, do I really carry this power? Like, am I so they are saying that people struggle with that thing? You know. They don't believe that they carry that same power that raised Jesus. Because my question is this if we believe it, how can the power that raised a old Jesus from the dead be in your life and be dormant? Are you getting me? You know, sometimes I think the problem with us as believers, I've said this thing before, is that it seems Christianity is too easy. We like complicated things. It seems people will have, they will believe more if things were more complicated. So if maybe as a Christian, you have to go and sleep in the graveyard two days a week. Just imagine that. So you sleep among cops. You know when you stand up, you feel like, ah, I've done, I've done something to warrant the power. Or if you have to maybe sacrifice something or do something, so because we just said we just pray for you, and he said you receive the Holy Ghost, because <laughs> it seems like it's just happening so easily, or it, it seems like nothing. I don't know what the problem is, but the scriptures tell us. Open your Bible to the book of Luke, chapter 24, verse 49. NLT. It says, And now I will send the Holy Spirit just as my father has promised. But stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes. And fills you with power from heaven. How many of us have the Holy Spirit here? Let me ask you a question. What did the Holy Spirit come and do in your body? Eh? Fill you with power from heaven. That's his assignment. I think what God wants us to know this Easter is the reality of the death, of the death of Jesus and the resurrection, so that we understand what we carry. That's what God wants us to know today. The work that Jesus did, you need to understand it. See, when you walk with people that understand this thing, and you look at their lives, their lives are always different. I'm telling you, walk with people that understand the scripture, understand the work of Jesus on the cross of Calvary, in its totality. So I've seen people just take the path of salvation, and that's okay for them. But there's something beyond that. There's power to change the world for Christ. So beyond you being saved, there's something, there's an aftermath of being saved. What's the aftermath? Go into the world and make disciples. Healing the sick, baptizing people in the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, changing lives for good. I added that. As a church, what is our vision? With the life of Christ Jesus, it leads into our destinies, Taking the world for him. And what is our mission? Change lives. So let me ask you a question. How many of you upon coming here have your lives changed? Let me see your hands up. Have you seen there is power in vision and mission? Now God wants us to go into the world and change other people's lives. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you start walking in the reality of that promise. The Bible says in the book of Acts Chapter 1, verse 8, it's very popular, we all know this scripture, I'm sure from teenagers we know it. It says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere. In Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. That is the promise. Jesus promised the comforter. He says, okay, I'm going now. The disciples said, what will we do? Will we, how will we live this life? He says, I will send you a helper, the comforter. So that was the promise. Now, what is the reality? Two more scriptures and we are done. Romans eight eleven. It says, yes, <laughs> God raised Jesus to life. And since God's spirit of resurrection lives in you, he will also raise your dying body to life by the same spirit that breathes life into you. So the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, not only raised him, opened the grave and brought other dead people. To roam around Jerusalem as Jesus was taking them to heaven with him. It's inside us. It's inside us. You know, I think another thing is, how many of you have ever been like a class prefect? You've been a prefect in school. Did you have anyone that was ever head girl or head boy? Ah, Kelvin, you head boy? Great guy. Let me see. It looks like them. (laughs) You're head boy. You head girl too. Wow. Debola. Like, uh-uh. No, that's not, that's KK. Debola, were like, well, you head girl? you heard that you were head girl. Eh? You are a sanitary prefect. Punctuality prefect. Ah, that's your gift. <laughs> but I'm trying to bring something out here. You know, do you know what it means to have authority? I'm trying to talk from I, I I can't explain it so much because um I want to use the military. I want to use the paramilitary. I remember when I was in police and I first the first day I wore my uniform. It wasn't pride. <laughs> it wasn't power. <sighs> I don't know that feeling. You know the feeling where you are going in traffic, and there's traffic down and everything, and you get down. And you even get to the place where policemen are trying to control. The and they salute you. And you say, what's going on here? Let's clear this place. Do You stop there. Everybody's stopping. That's power. It's the senior brother of pride. <laughs> But this one was not pride, this one was just authority. Maybe that's why. I, if you can just, I, I feel like taking you to Nigeria, you go and be a Nigerian police because in Canada, I don't think if you are police, someone can even insult you. You're too fat, go and sit down. They can't tell you anything, you can't do anything as police. They can't tell them anything in Canada, they can't do anything. People, can't tell that in Nigeria the things we do in Canada. Some people tell the police, you don't, don't, don't you can you can't do that. Why are you stopping? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's different. That's different. And that one is I just like, they don't want ticket. That's why. Yeah, it's because they don't want ticket. But I'm just saying the people can see they don't the fear, the people like police in Canada. You know what I mean? You feel safe when you see the police. <laughs> but back to my point. Authority. Authority is knowing that when you say stop, people stop. Knowing that when you say, what's going on here? People adjust. When you say present your driver's license, people bring it out. That's authority. You carry the resurrection power inside of you. So you have God inside of you. So my question first is, is there perhaps a problem with the way we approach prayer for our deliverance? Are we begging when we should be declaring? Are we speaking from a place of knowledge? Are we enforcing the power that authority has been given unto us? Or we are asking for help? I think God will help us. We open our minds to understand what I'm saying. I'm hoping someone gets angry today. The kind of anger that Anna had, that she prayed so much that she didn't know what to say again. And you know when she finished, when Eli-, Eli did not even ask her what she was praying for, she says, Your prayer has been answered. And she stood up and she went away and started eating. I pray that kind of of, of, of of tiredness, that kind of anger, God will release it upon you. And you will take your possession in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Finally, Philippians chapter three, verse ten says, "And I continually long to know the wonders of Jesus, and to experience the overflowing power of His resurrection working in me." This was Paul speaking. He said, "And to experience the overflowing power of His resurrection working in me, I will be one with Him in His sufferings and become like Him in His death." I pray in the name of Jesus that you will experience the overflowing power of God of Jesus' resurrection. When you experience it, the kind of moves you begin to make, the kind of way you begin to live your life shows that you know God and you're a child of God. I pray from today there will be a change in the way you approach situations of life. I pray that from today, that resurrection power that may be as lying dormant in your life will be activated. In the name of Jesus. So with all I've said, I've you seen why sometimes when I talk, I have a challenge with when people say, oh, demons are chasing them and flunging them. Do you see that it doesn't correlate? Are you getting me? Do you understand me? You know, I, I remember back, I mean, years back, I, I myself, I used to have dreams where someone would be chasing me. I got to realization in my dream one day. That is not normal. How can I say I have God and things are chasing me? And I turn back and I face the thing. I'm not joking. As I speak to you, till today, if I have a dream, I control my dream by God's grace. I know I am a child of God. So you can come and be terrorized. From what? was the time something came, I don't know what kind of spirit it was that came. I said, This is an anomaly. I said it. I said, This is not normal. How can I carry the spirit of God now? You have the, the audacity. And of course, the thing ran away. Change it. So, are you seeing? How can you carry the resurrection power in you? And demons will be chasing you. Are you seeing something? It doesn't balance. It's either you don't carry that power, which I don't think should be, because you're a child of God. I assume by the grace of God, you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit. So why? Why? Let's go and balance the sheet when we get home today. Go do the balance sheet. Eh? Excel. Sum at the top. You have to balance it out. This thing, you are not uh, uh, a reservoir In the name of Jesus, out of my life. address the situations one by one and the God of heaven will back you up in Jesus' mighty name. Listen to me. The disciples, when they were in the upper room, what did the Bible say? They were, they were just praying together, sharing together, and the Holy Spirit came upon them. They were like you and I. Yes, they worked with Jesus. Yes, they did. But we have the privilege of having Jesus inside us. In the name of Jesus, we will change this land of Canada for Christ. Righteousness will be established in this land. The people of this world, we say for sure that we are children of God. Let us bow down our heads and begin to talk to God. I just want to say, Father, thank you for that power in me. I receive the grace of reactivation, Lord. I receive the grace, the grace, Lord. I receive the grace, Lord. walk in the fullness of my calling. I want to take all the benefits that are in Christ. I want to be a change agent to the world. I want lives to be changed through my life. Everywhere I've been oppressed, every spirit, every system that has been oppressing me, today is the end. Because I now know who I am in Christ Jesus. I carry the life of Christ in me. I carry the resurrection power in me. So you have no place in my life any longer. I stand on the authority of what the blood of Jesus accomplished on the cross of Calvary. And I speak life. Into my own life. I banish every work of darkness. In the name of Jesus, thank you, everlasting Father. Lord, I pray for your children that you release your grace upon them. That they will begin to walk in the understanding and in the fullness of their calling. Lord, these are your children. These are joint heirs with Christ. We are all joint heirs with Christ Jesus. So it means we are siblings of Jesus. And we have God the Father, the King of all kings as our Father. But I don't know how to explain any more than I have explained. Lord, I pray that your Spirit will breathe life into your people. That they will know who they are. That as they get, Lord, as they go through life, as situations come their way, Lord, they will be able to take a stand. A stand of authority. In the name of Jesus. For everyone that has been toiled with, everyone that the enemy has been toiling with, today marks the end of that toiling. You are free from captivity. Jesus has already paid your price. Thank you, everlasting Father. For those that maybe are joining us today and you've not given your life to Christ, I'm sorry, if you're not a child of God, you can't benefit, you don't carry the resurrection power. The enemy can definitely and will definitely toil with your life, unhindered. I want to give you the privilege today to surrender your life to Jesus very quickly. If you are joining us online or you are present here and you want to say, Lord Jesus, I want, I want to be a part of this. I understand the work you did on the cross of Calvary better now. I know that I now have access to the Father through that work. I want to become a part of this new covenant. This is a great opportunity for you to do that. Or you've been, you are a child of God, you were a part of the covenant before, but you moved away. That is one of the reasons why the resurrection power will not work for you. That is one of the reasons why it will be dormant. Light cannot stay with darkness. You can't keep living a life of darkness and expect to carry light in you. So I want you, if you are here and you were born again before and you know you've backstated, you or you're online, just raise up your hand wherever you may be and just say unto God, just say, Father, I thank you. Thank you for sending your son Jesus to die for my sins. Thank you for the gift of salvation. Thank you for reaching out to me. Today I confess my sins. I amend my ways. I I, I commit to begin to walk with you, Lord Jesus. I commit to start a new walk today. Father, I ask that you will help me, that you will accept me unto yourself, that from today I become a child of God. All things have passed away. All things have become new. Thank you, everlasting Father, Lord. We thank you for your children. We pray, Lord, that you lay your hands upon them. Your word says that whoever comes unto you, you shall in no wise cast away. These ones have come to you, Lord. Please accept them. Turn their lives around. And let your name be glorified. Thank you, everlasting Father. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Let somebody shout hallelujah.